0: What is green? Apart from a color, obviously. It's the most important word in the world because it's at the heart of the battle to finance climate action. We need to understand what's really good for the environment and what's really going to slow climate change so that we can find the money to pay for it. If it's truly green, then it's going to help save humanity. And you'll find out what it is here with our Dictionary of Green Finance. I'm Matt, and this is Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank. E-mobility. A story about the electric puzzle. Glossary. E-mobility. Sustainable transport. We have a lot to gain in the fight against carbon emissions and other nuisances in our life that are caused by urban transport. Cities have not always been the healthiest places to live, but that's changing. Good sanitation. Regulation of industries and better vehicle standards have already improved city life remarkably. But more can be done. One benefit we'll get from the transition to electric vehicles is an end to exhaust emissions. An electric vehicle isn't only cleaner than an internal combustion vehicle, it's also more efficient. Electric vehicles consume one-third of the energy of traditional cars. The number of electric cars is growing exponentially. In 2018, the number of electric vehicles on the road surged to 5.1 million, up 2 million from 2017. Most of those electric vehicles, 45% of them, were in China, with the European Union making up 24% and the United States 22%. That's according to the International Energy Agency. Of course, electric vehicles still represent only a small fraction of the more than 1 billion cars on the road. Some European countries are changing that. Norway is one of the most successful countries in adopting electric vehicles. In 2019, for the first time ever, fully electric vehicles accounted for the majority of new car sales there. Europe has also made progress, addressing the other part of the electric puzzle, the charging infrastructure. The number of charging stations in the European Union surged from a mere 3,800 in 2011 to more than 150,000 in 2019. Electric vehicles still face many challenges. For one, the costs of batteries have to come down for electric cars to be as affordable as conventional cars. Progress on this is encouraging. Electric car prices have fallen 85% from 2010 to 2018. Another challenge is transforming vehicle manufacturing and transport infrastructure, both public and private. That transformation will require massive investment. Through mid-2018, car makers had already announced more than $300 billion in investment. Those investments will eventually pay for themselves through savings on fuel and maintenance. The benefits start to outweigh the investment costs by 2025 in the United States and by 2028 in Germany. We discussed the emissions just before. Remember that electric cars still produce emissions. They just aren't at the car's exhaust pipe. They're further back, where the electricity is generated. The first source is electricity, and here there is a bit of good news. In Europe, emissions from electricity production have fallen steadily from over 500 grams of carbon per kilowatt-hour in 1990 to less than 300 grams of carbon per kilowatt-hour in 2016. That decline means that electric cars produce fewer emissions per kilometer than conventional cars throughout the European Union. The manufacturing of electric vehicles is also a source of emissions. Making an electric car requires more energy than a conventional combustion engine car. When it comes to sustainable transport, climate action sometimes also means better roads. The climate has already changed enough to put many countries and regions at greater risk from extreme weather events. Rising sea levels and the increased frequency and intensity of storms already affect many areas, particularly in developing countries and island states. Climate adaptation has a very clear economic and human angle. When a road has been washed away by a storm, there's an obvious economic cost in lost trade because commercial trucks can't get along the road. However, the road is also impassable to workers or visitors, as well as to emergency services dealing with the effects of the storm. And in the longer term, children can't get to school and patients can't schedule regular hospital treatments. Why are developing countries so vulnerable? It's to do with the way roads are built. Roads are built to last from 20 to 50 years and to withstand extreme weather events that occur only once in 50 to 100 years. Climate change means that these events will become more severe and more frequent. In developing countries, design and maintenance of roads are sometimes underfunded and not always based on recent extreme weather predictions. At the same time, existing infrastructure may degrade faster due to harsh weather conditions resulting in the need for earlier upgrade and replacement. What about air quality? Transport's most important air pollutants are particles released by vehicles and nitrogen dioxide. Electric vehicles do not burn fuel and so they don't emit nitrogen dioxide or particles from the exhaust pipe. Great, but electric cars are good for congestion, right? Well, even if all cars were electric, we would still have accidents and congestion. Road safety in the European Union has improved greatly in recent decades. EU roads are the safest in the world. The number of deaths and injuries is still far too high. Technology may help here. The rapid progress made in technologies such as machine learning, real-time data transfer, artificial intelligence, that's transforming the automotive industry. These technological improvements have enabled the development of connected, automated vehicles. The deployment of these vehicles may be as revolutionary as the switch from horses to cars. A future of fully autonomous vehicles is highly uncertain, however, as adoption depends on a variety of factors such as public acceptance, liability concerns, legislative constraints. Safety is one of the benefits often cited since more than 90% of all accidents are caused by human error – but there are also drawbacks. With automated cars, the cost of time lost to traffic decreases. You can do something else as the car moves along, because you won't have to actually drive the car, meaning some people might be willing to spend more time in a car, thus aggravating congestion instead of reducing it. In 2016, London drivers spent more than 73 peak hours in traffic jams. In 73 hours, you could drive from London to Cairo in Egypt, You could take a tour of the pyramids, you could have a nap and get ready to drive back. Or you could just sit in a traffic jam in London. Within dense urban environments, collective and shared transport modes, along with bikes and walking, are the most efficient modes of mobility. But people will only use these types of transport if they're easy, fast, safe and affordable. We need to adapt our cities so that walking, cycling or public transport is feasible and cost effective for commuters. Improving the attractiveness of public transport will increase use and make it easier to finance. If we design our cities well, using public transport should get even easier. We already have immediate access to public transport data on our phones through apps that tell us whether a bus, metro or tram is the fastest way to get to our destination. Shared transport services like bikes, electric scooters, small motorcycles and cars have appeared in our streets. The challenge will be to develop these services so that they're a help and not a hindrance. You know, blocked sidewalks, run-down pedestrians. We need to ensure that these new services do not cannibalize public transport and that they're safe. Don't forget to subscribe to Climate Solutions. Next time, we have an energy fairy tale, a story about the ugly duckling of green energy. Thanks for listening. This is Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank.